Thank you for listening to the BJJ Brick Podcast. We'll be bringing you Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and good times. We hope to flatten your Jiu-Jitsu learning curve, help you get the most out of your grappling ability, and meet your goals both on and off the mat. Welcome back, my friends, to episode 198 of the BJJ Brick Podcast. I'm Byron, and I've got my buddy Gary here. How you doing, Gary? Uh... Byron, I'm doing great, and this is the best I've looked and sounded the entire 198 episodes. The reason I did that is last week Byron stole the, uh, the introduction <laughs> from me, and uh, so it was just uh, uh, to change it up a little bit. Actually, this is Gary, and that was Byron, but uh, we have an awesome episode this week. It's our own episode where we don't have a guest on this week, uh, episode 198, and we're going to talk about better habits for better BJJ. You know, what habits can we do each and every day um, to become better at jiu-jitsu? And uh, that's our goal here is to become better. Yep. So basically, instead of our interview this week, we're going to be discussing these habits. And really help you out, I hope, is the goal uh, with the episode. Uh, also, a way that something has been helping us out to get this uh, podcast out is our email list. And uh, if you want to be on the email list, swing by the website. It is bjjbrick.com. That's pretty creative for the name of the podcast as well. That is creative, Byron. <laughs> or, we hired a marketing company to figure that one out. <laughs> we, we wasted all our money on that, on that figuring out that name. and uh, Or swing by our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash, say it with me, Gary, bjjbrick. <laughs> and, uh, and you can put your name and email address in there. And basically with that, every week you'll get the show notes. You'll get links to all the stuff we talked to, uh, to the article of the week. You'll have the quote in your inbox. It's just a way also to get a reminder. Hey, the podcast is out. Check it out because it's out, Gary. Yeah, you Much don't like want to miss it. Yeah, it's out, you know, just like me. Byron, you're looking. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Byron, thank you. Yep. I appreciate it. You know, I, I think, I really that, do think that you started this podcast just so you could make fun of me. No, I'm, not, that's not making, I'm saying you get, you escape out of submissions all the time. He's like, oh, Gary's out. You know, he's in our bar. He's yeah. out. He's in a choke. He's out. Yeah, I, I believe that. That's yep. what I'm talking about, Gary. Yep. Yep. I'm out of a submission. Yes. And, uh, Byron's, <laughs> Byron's just laid me right down the trail into another submission. It, it'll be coming here shortly. So I uh, just, just wait for it. It'll happen. All right, Gary. Yep. Hey, speaking of it'll happen, uh, what will happen will be your first year in BJJ. Uh, we want your first year to be your best year. Um, we do have a big dropout rate in the first year of jiu-jitsu, and our goal is to keep everybody training to grow jiu-jitsu around the world and just have uh, a bunch of people training, smiling, having fun, and listening to the BJJ Brick Podcast. So definitely check out our audio book, Your First Year in BJJ, two and a half hours of content of walking you through your first year. Kind of, you know, one of the cool chapters is, you know, how to pick the right gym. And I truly believe, uh, you know, that if you're in the right gym, you're going to have more fun. You're going to uh, uh, learn more, and you're going to stick with it. Um, sometimes where you're at, you don't have your option of you know many gyms. You might only have one gym, um, but uh, if you have one gym, still go to it. Uh, you know, get some training in. But if you do have an option of gyms, uh, you know, there's a good uh, chapter about you know the best way to go and pick your gym. So definitely check it out. Uh, your first year in BJJ, like I said, two and a half hours of content. Only content, only $11.99, and the proceeds go to this show to keep this brick afloat. There we go. With the audiobook, um, it's really not said so much. We don't really talk about it, but you also get me or us. If you actually are in your first year and you're having problems with, with something, send us an email, and we'll be happy to try to help you out. And uh, and it's, you get that also as just being a listener. We, we BJJBrick at gmail.com is our email address. If uh, you're in your first year, your fifth year, or any time, and uh, you're like, man, this is frustrating. I'm thinking about quitting, or like, this shouldn't be this hard. Uh, you know, how can I make this more enjoyable, or whatever? Uh, send us an email, and me and Gary will kick it around a little bit and try to help you out the best we can. You get that with the audiobook, but really, you get that just by listening, and we're happy to help out any of our listeners. So, yeah, uh, so BJJ Brick at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page. Uh, that's one of our, your most enjoyable, uh, 
parts is, uh, you know, talking to the listeners and, uh, you know, answering questions and she, uh, will even be asking you questions too. So, uh, uh, thank you guys uh, for uh, posing questions to us. There you go. And also, just also put uh, Gary's phone number on the show notes if you want to give him a call directly at yeah, work. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely answer it. Yeah. This is, I'm that's here a great 24-7. Idea. 24-7. Yep. It's great for the international calls that happen in the middle of the night. Yep. Gary, what is our quote this week? Quote, uh, we have a quote from the great Lou Holtz. Uh, he's an incredible football coach. Uh, and his quote, Without self-discipline, success is impossible. Period. You actually put a comma. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I, I thought <laughs> Wait. No, it's funny because it, it literally ends with the word period and it also has a period after that. Um, yeah, kind of a weird way to end that quote, but yeah. Yeah, well, you can see my self-discipline wasn't very good, and I didn't read through the whole. I didn't, I didn't read the whole thing. You know, well, I, I did a little shortcut and I missed something. Well, we had a slight discussion last time about my uh, misspelling of Bruce Lee's <laughs> name, I'm a typo, and this time I put a comma and then I capitalized the word period after that. I don't know what was wrong with me, and I've also capitalized several other words in that thing that. Uh, that don't actually deserve to be... And I'm just talking about the email that Gary and I send back and forth to prepare for the show. If you can believe it or not, the show is actually prepared in advance. So without self-discipline, success is impossible, period. Period. Because there's a period that after was that. Better. Well, quotations. End quotate. <laughs> but really, that is an important thing, uh, that self-discipline aspect of someone's success the ability to kind of push yourself harder than you would like yourself to be pushed at times and this this will go to those you know the case of the mondays you don't really feel like it you don't really you're not motivated or excited to do something today but you know that the right thing to do is whatever activity you're trying to avoid and uh that discipline having that and that we all have that we all could use that and exercise that discipline um it's there so use it. Yeah. Like Byron said, you know, it's, uh, you know, finding a way to push yourself harder. Like I always try to find a way to push Byron harder. And it's normally when we're right next to a, a cliff. I like to push him harder and try to make him fall over the cliff. Yeah. Gary's been trying to get me to go hiking or backpacking at, on this trail that we have near here. I'm a little suspicious that that cliff is going to be, there are some cliffs on that trail there, Gary. Well, the great thing is we live in Kansas, so there's not a lot of cliffs. So, yeah, uh, but... You're only going to have to be, uh, you know, uh, alert, you know, not very often. Yeah, it's at the it, it's the Elk River uh, Trail that Gary is considering backpacking here, and there are cliffs because I've been over there, and uh, I'm going to have to stay on the inside of that track. Well, all you got to do is brake fall, Byron. That's true. It's just like a 50-foot drop. Yeah, that's easy. Brake fall. Just if I break the yep. fall, it'll be yep. good. Just break fall. But yeah, the the I like the quote. It's about quote, discipline. Yeah. It's about success, and it's about punctuation. Yep. Speaking of discipline and success, yeah, is better habits for better BJJ. Uh, you know, basically, uh, habits are are go right in there with that self discipline, and uh, without that self discipline and good habits, success in life or in BJJ is impossible. Yeah, I think really habits make discipline easier. If you have a habit of getting up and eating a you know healthy breakfast or eating junk food, it's it takes the same amount of willpower to do both. It's just what you're going to do. And so if you can switch out you know a bad breakfast or a healthy breakfast or maybe a delayed breakfast or um, you know a, a, you know, maybe maybe your lunch habit's unhealthy. Every day at lunch, you're at work, and you just eat out of the vending machine or something like that. If you can make the habit a healthy thing, it's an automatic change without really much effort as far as, oh, man, I have to do this now. You, what's in your lunch? Here's what I'm going to have, an apple and a sandwich and a salad. or what, I don't know what it'll be. but uh, Or if you wait and you don't plan your lunch at all, you end up going out and you end up you know, spending maybe a lot more money than you anticipated or eating something that's a lot greasier than you'd hoped. And... And then it's when you're in that restaurant, you're looking at it like, man, I'm eating this again. It, it's the habit of going out versus the habit of, of preparing something in advance, much like this show, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said we didn't prepare the, uh, prepare the show very well. Byron. It was poorly uh, typed by me. Okay. Yes. 
<laughs> but at least you typed it because that just shows you prepared. I did not prepare at all. Yeah, so, uh, usually Gary just sends me uh, illustrations on a chalkboard. Uh, I couldn't a, even get logged a on. phone text. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in bad shape when you can't get logged on. We are. So, uh, that's yeah. true. We're, we're good to go, though, Gary. And I think that's a nice transition from... Uh, the quote talking about habits to actually our habits on the mat. And I, Gary, he sent me his, his uh, habits and I didn't really read them and I didn't send Gary mine. Oh, so I don't know. Lot. I don't know if we have yeah. any crossover. I think it's going to be fun just to kind of discuss these as they pop up and we'll yeah, go through them. Who cares them. if we have crossovers? It, crossovers you know? good. Yeah. You need to crossover. Crossovers uh, sometimes good. <laughs> yep. Alan Iverson has a good crossover. <laughs> there we go. But uh, Gary, why don't you throw one up first, and if I have one that's the same or whatever, I'll cross it off my list, and and then we'll go back and forth. Well, Byron, I'm going to go with consistency, uh, and I hope that was one I actually put down because I don't have my list here. I don't but, have a uh, list either. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just thinking of, uh, you know, just being consistent. You know, I know we talk about this all the time, not quitting. Um, you know, uh, I think a lot of times people expect – you know, they're going to get good in jujitsu fast. And, and that doesn't happen for the majority of the people. It definitely doesn't happen for me. Um, so basically you do need to show up for class, um, you know, consistently, not for three months, take three months off, come back three months, take three months off. And, and even if you can only make it, you know, once a week or maybe even twice a week, but if you just keep coming, you know, you're, you're, you don't stop. You're kind of like that. What we were talking about the 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 wounded grappler earlier. You know, it's not going to tell you anything's wrong. They're just going to keep coming and coming and coming. And uh, you know, it's those people that you know are very consistent, show up all the time. Um, they, you know, that's a good habit to make yourself better at jujitsu. It's it is important to be consistent with anything that you want to be good at. And uh, I think we're all listening to this show, or the both of us are talking about grappling right now because we want to get better at it. And consistency is a is a big key to anything like that. If if you train Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you know Friday something that isn't really I, you know, something like a birthday party or something like that pops up, you know you have to consider what you want to do. But if it's just you don't feel like it, stay with that schedule, stay with that consistency, make it work for you, and uh, and that and that'll be one habit. Is if you just tell yourself, I'm not somebody who skips out on going to train. I'm not somebody that skips out on my morning jog or, or or whatever you are trying to get yourself to do. Be consistent in that. I think that's a good one, Gary. I don't have that one on my list, but I think that is a, is a great habit. And it's yeah. for me, I could I try to trick myself into telling myself that, you know, I am somebody who gets up and goes for a jog. And I I haven't been that person for a long time, but I've started to become that person again. And uh, I was trying to stay consistent with that. And I think it's, it's, it's really hel- helping me out. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about staying consistent. You know, Byron's saying, hey, train Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you got something coming up, you know, you know, you have to then make your decision. But, you know, people talk about injuries. It's like, hey, how do I stay consistent, you know, if I do get hurt? Um, hey, you may be off the mat for three months. You know, let's say you've got a major knee injury consistency is is still showing up and coming to practice you know you may not come the three days a week or you but you may come two days a week but you're going to learn just from watching practice plus you're going to be around the guys which uh you know guys and gals which is the fun part uh, in my opinion I, i'm the social guy i like to uh to talk and you know s- you know visit with people but you're going to learn even just watching um you know i know we're just still talking about consistency let's say you're on vacation and you know, you can find a gym to train at there, or if you can't find a gym, you can, uh, you know, watch videos online. You can, you know, go to the hotel uh, gym if they have one. If they don't, you can do push-ups, sit-ups, uh, you know, shrimping in your room. Uh, that'd be great, shrimp down the hallway in the in the hotel. But, uh, you know, there's there's stuff you can do just to stay consistent and uh, keep on top of your game. Yeah. One time I ordered a shrimp salad, and by the time I got to my room, uh, most of the shrimp had fallen out, actually. So I, I consider that... Uh, shrimping in the hallway and a little bit in the elevator as well. Yeah, and like you always say, shrimping ain't easy. It, it was not easy. That's true. It's better to eat that sitting down. Yep. Uh, Byron, what do you got on your list? Well, I'm talking about eating sitting down. Uh, the habit of eating healthy and maybe the habit of paying attention to what you eat and how that affects you later on because that's a, a good motivator for me uh, to eat healthy. 
On Tuesdays, I like to go train in the evenings. If I eat a big old greasy cheeseburger, which sounds pretty good, uh, on Tuesday afternoon, really like looking at how I grappled, and maybe some of that, it's, yeah, it probably won't be my best night ever. And look at maybe some of my struggles and say, well, maybe it's because I ate a real heavy lunch. Or maybe if I ate a real healthy lunch and looking at how I performed, uh, just using that, I think, is something that I've been able to kind of get the habit of at least eating healthy the days I want to go train because it is going to affect me. It is going to help me my last round. It's going to matter. It may not matter so much my first round, it, but it will someday it or sometime. It may be your opponent. Yeah, it may be my opponent too, but like, I, I feel a certain way when I roll, and either I feel really good or I don't. And if I don't, sometimes I think that is because I ate foods that didn't help me on the mat. You're, it's literally fuel for your body, and we're using our body a ton in jiu-jitsu. And so just the uh, this, I put eating, and then I put pay attention. So get in the habit of, like, after you're grappling, think about what you had today or last night if you grapple in the morning for food, and think about if it affected you. And then try sampling something that's maybe a little bit more healthy or beneficial for athletes and see how that affects you. And you can't do it just one time. But if you get in that habit, you'll naturally change your diet. You won't be on a diet. You'll be eating healthier because it helps you on the mat. And, and it's well worth it to have a couple extra really good rounds than to have a, an unhealthy meal and those last rounds are terrible for you. Yep. You know, I know you've always told me that like when you eat that greasy cheeseburger, you, you always say, I grapple. I grapple, crapple. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what you always tell me. And, uh, Const- but, I constantly say that. <laughs> yeah. Grapple, crapple. Yeah, you, <laughs> you do say that a lot. But, you know, I mean, besides just what you eat, too, check the times you eat. I mean, you don't want to eat a big meal right before yeah, you go. Yeah, that's good. I mean, is, there a, is it better to eat three hours before, or do you run out of energy if you eat three hours before? And so, uh, you know, so you know, take a second afterwards, like Byron was saying, think of the times you ate too, especially if you felt well or if you didn't feel well. And, and uh, you know, it's not just eating, it's hydration, um, especially if you know, you know, I try to drink a little bit more and not alcohol when I say drink more, uh, water, you know, I try to stay, you know, more hydrated on, uh, days I am going to train. Um, so, um, yeah, nutrition is definitely a, a key point there. And something that goes along with nutrition, um, you know, that is a good habit, um, is a notebook. And so you're now looking at me like, how the heck does a notebook go along with nutrition? Yeah, Gary, how the heck does a notebook go along with nutrition? Jeez, Byron, you don't need to yell at me. I'm looking at you like that, and you read yeah, well, it out you of just, my mind. You just sent me a text in all caps. <laughs> Come on, Byron. But um, that goes back to kind of like what we were just saying. Uh, you know, after class, instead of just thinking about it, you know, write down the times you eat. Write down what you eat. Um, and, uh, you know, see how you perform that day. And, and like, I know you also use a notebook, Byron, for your injuries. Uh, you know, uh, and you kind of figured out. Like I know you try not to, you, you have trouble with triangles where people stack you and you always end up hurting your back and, and you may not have figured it out as quick if you didn't always, uh, keep that injury notebook. Um, you know, it's something I never thought about keeping an injury notebook till, you know, I've heard you bring it up on this show a couple of times. So, you know, you can use your notebook for injuries. You can use your notebook for, uh, nutrition. And, uh, you know, I think using a notebook is very important for, you know, we've talked about it for seminars, but for just regular class. And, and I think that's one thing a, a lot of people don't do. And, uh, and to be honest, I don't do it all the time. I, you know, I skip it numerous times, but, uh, I do notice when I do write down, uh, you know, st- you know, anything. It really doesn't matter what you write down as long as it's, you know, going to help you. Sometimes people write down, you know, what happened in class or, you know, I know Byron likes to write down, you know, how many times I tapped him out so uh, he can keep track of that. But, um, you know, a lot of times people just use it to, uh, you know, try to remember moves that uh, their coach or professor taught in class that day. So, uh, you know, your notebook is going to be unique. It's going to be, you know, individualized. Um, but the key is, it's going to help you get better at jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It, you kind of mentioned that I I do keep a, a notebook for for pain or injuries, and I think it's something that we could – that's the easiest type of a notebook to keep because it's – hopefully it's not all the time. Next time you get injured, write it down, right, you know, left, elbow, uh, I think it was an arm bar, and put the date on there. 
and and then throw it in the drawer and leave it alone or put it on your bookshelf and leave it alone. And the time you get injured again, uh, look at it and, and write down, you know, this time it was my right knee bothering me or my night really popped during a heel hook that Gary had me in and then put it away. And then maybe my in two months or a year and a half, my right knee's bothering me again. I can't remember which one the Gary heel hooked real hard. I go and look at, oh, it's my right one. Maybe it's related, maybe it's not. Or maybe you'll notice you've developed problems only on one side or maybe you want to show your doctor, hey, I've had three years of this elbow pain and uh, and actually can have it documented here for you to look at. So I think that's the easiest way to journal is to journal your pain because we all have some pain and discomfort in jiu-jitsu. And it's pretty lazy because you'll you'll be thinking about it. And for me, when I'm hurt or injured, I like you get that feeling like it's never going to heal. It's never going to get better. And you look at a journal and you've gone over lots of stuff. And that's, a, that's something I like to do, I guess. It's weird, I guess. But yeah. Uh, I know you've been talking about it. Like you realize that it's always the same wrist that's hurting. And, uh, you know, so I know you've been running through that. And, you know, the other thing I noticed why you like <laughs> notebooks so much is because your favorite movie is the notebook. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's, uh, another reason. Oh, thanks Gary. Those are the two best reasons to, to keep that journal or that notebook, as you say. Uh, another habit I have here is uh, the habit of warming up. And this may not really be, applicable in all jiu-jitsu settings. You come into class and you're going to go through like a, an organized setting and, and you'll do like a warm-up, a technique, and then rolling uh, or something like that. That's just the way it's going to be. But if you come into like open mat and everyone's already training and, and, and rolling, get in the habit of just getting a, a sweat going before you actually start uh, rolling with somebody or uh, getting like a warm-up round in. And you, and I re- I'm really picky with my warm-up round people, but I really will find somebody who could actually do the five minutes or whatever, how long we're rolling at a moderate pace and not try to kill each other. And, and that can count as a warm up round. Getting warmed up does reduce injuries. And uh, I think it's a, it's a good habit to get into, not just to walk into the mat and start grappling right away. And long term, warm ups here and there, yeah, they, they might cost you a round of rolling, but uh, they'll give you a lot more time on the mat as a healthy grappler. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think that's a good one. I, I can't believe I didn't have that in my list. Um, you know, I think that's very, very important, especially if I've got older. I've, I have found out I get more injuries and I used to just take a warm up round, like you said. And now I realize I actually have to warm up, you know, before the round even starts. You know, I have to do, uh, you know, you know, mobility exercises, you know, get the heart rate up, get a little bit of a sweat going, then take a uh warm up around and then then go into it i, I found that works best for me but uh, uh that's a really good uh habit there barn so good job thank you gary that's very kind of you to say yeah um and that concludes gary's habits <laughs> <laughs> you, do you need me to read email you the list gary no, you, I, you, to me. Just, uh, you just text me something so, no i uh, just was messy i said a, a notebook for nutrition <laughs> Yeah. What's wrong with that? No, because you said I texted you, so I actually did it. Okay. Oh, Just mess with you. (laughs) Oh, okay. I was like, I was just trying to read what you just texted me. So, uh, yeah. So, um, hey, you know, I talk about this all the time, uh, but having fun. um, I don't know if that's a habit um, or we could say, but I personally think that if you're not having fun, is that a habit, Byron? It could be. It, it, uh, let's skip that one. I, I think that's, that's a fun one, Gary, to, to not skip over. Skip. Um, no. Maybe you can think of it this way. Get in the habit of training with people that are fun. So when you're looking at two people that... Who, who, wait, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. I thought this was my thing. And now I know, you but it. it's a good habit to have. If I'm looking at Grumpy Gary or Happy Hal, I'm going to grapple with Happy Hal, and that's going to be more fun. So sorry, Gary. That's why I've been ducking you lately. But, but hell is shallow. <laughs> That's true. Dang it. I could think of a happy uh, H name. But uh, anyway, yeah, if you could maybe partner up with somebody, make that a habit, somebody who's who's going to be fun for you uh, to partner up with. The more enjoyable you make your class, I think that's a, it could be, I mean, it's partly attitude, but you could do habits that make class more enjoyable for you and make it more fun yeah yeah that you know i do think that you're going to stick with it more long term if you are having fun if if you aren't having fun what the heck are you doing it for um but you know it's big who you hang out with uh you can hang out like you like we were saying earlier with with negative people and uh the negative people are going to bring you down uh you know people talking 
you know, smack about other grapplers or other teams or this and that. I mean, what good does that do? You're wasting your time um, with negativity. And so let's, uh, you know, go in there. Let's have fun. Let's let's learn. Let's smile. Uh, you know, even when somebody chokes us out or, or arm bars us or or, you know, assist us in a partner partner assisted arm stretch and we have to tap let's uh let's you know tell them good job let's smile let's slap and uh, fist bump and get right back on the mat and uh be smiling the whole time and yeah. uh, i just think having fun is is a big key yeah getting that habit i think it could become a habit you could you could habitually do things that are fun and partner up people who are fun and there you go it becomes a habit uh you know my next one here on the list is something that I don't know if Gary has it on his list because I didn't look at it very well, but uh, it's actually Gary's middle name. It's uh, Gary Extra Roll Hall here because uh, rolling one extra roll at the end of class has huge dividends over the course of of a year or a couple of years. It's amazing how much extra mat time this will give you. And usually... The students who want to roll one extra one are pretty good. And so you really get quality extra roll. And you, you push yourself past the point of where most people are tired and you're having to kind of uh, work technique. You have to work, uh, you know, that, that frustration. Your body may not be, uh, you know, fully able to do what you want it to do because it's tired. And, uh, you know, where I train regular, regularly at Fox Fitness, I will typically, I would say more than half time, get one extra roll after we're done with class. And I'm uh, there's several people that do that, but I'm definitely one of the one of the few that does that. Gary always gets one extra roll after I'm done training. So when I'm done, I'm quitting. I'm packing my bags. I'm getting ready to go. I look over. Gary's rolling some more, and I think that he's just a good example of what one extra roll can give you. And sometimes Gary's extra roll is like 30 minutes long, but uh, just stay on the mat a little bit longer. It's huge as far as the actual training you get that day. Yeah, the owner at gyms hate me uh, because I never want to leave. Um, but when Byron's talking about an extra roll, he's not talking about <laughs> you know getting an extra roll with your sandwich. That's uh, true. You know, so he's talking about an extra roll on the mat. So, is that uh, is that where the middle name came from, Gary? Extra roll. Yeah, okay. that's where my middle name came from. Yeah, they say I got more rolls than uh, hostess. <laughs> I came from grade school, huh? <laughs> you earned that one. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, hey, another one I think is great is, uh, you know, listen more than you talk. Um, you know, I do see a lot of people, uh, you'll have the, uh, your instructor, your professor showing moves and, uh, you know, there's always that, you know, a person or two said, you know, would this work if so-and-so did this and, you know, and, you know, they just listen to your professor do what your professor says. Um, you know, I always say that we have, you know, two ears and one mouth, you know, listen twice as much as we talk. Um, sometimes it seems like people just want to tell everybody what they know and, and, uh, you know, just talk, talk the game, talk the walk. Um, but you know, it seems like that guy is always, you know, just listening, you know, ask, and not to say don't ever talk, you know, ask questions. Don't ever be afraid to ask questions, but, you know, just, just listening, soaking up everything your instructor's telling you. It, it's a long process. Uh, you know, what your instructor's showing you today, you may not totally get it today, but, you know, your instructor has a path, has a curriculum that everything's going down. Um, so, you know, you need to learn what he's teaching this day before he starts teaching the, the final submission the next day or the, the even better submission the day after that. So, you know, just listen, soak everything up, you know, ask person pertinent questions um, and never be afraid to ask a question. And don't think, you know, any question is too dumb. Uh, you know, those questions, that's the way you're going to learn by asking questions, but you're also going to learn by listening and, uh, you know, don't talk when your instructors teach. And, uh, you know, it's a class. I mean, you may know everybody, you may be good friends with everybody and it, you guys are going to go out for beers afterwards or go out and hang out at the bar afterwards or just, you know, just have fun. But don't treat, you know, your instructor is putting in that time. He's trying to teach you stuff and, you know, be a good student and listen. Yeah, I think I really like that, Gary. I didn't have that one down as a habit, but. Um, what, did you say something? <laughs> I was just listening to you talk about listening. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you talk about asking a question. I think you could boil that down to um, 
asking a question is really a listening thing. So you ask a question and then take it in with their answer. Like listen for it. Don't just so you ask one question, listen twice as hard. And I think that the the idea of asking a question is not really talking is 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 preparing somebody to give you feedback or give you an answer for something. So you better be listening when you ask a question. Otherwise, there's no point in even asking it. Maybe for the rest of class, we'll help them out. But uh, yeah, listening is is a big thing. Anything you want to learn, and your instructors are trying to teach you. Uh, my my habit here is get into the habit of having something to work on when you show up to class. Good one. And and Gary and I are both advocates of this, and this is kind of the um, the BJJ brick uh, kind of a training method is have something fo- to focus on, and it could be any position or any technique. But you know, if you if you're working triangle chokes, you better be pulling guard, and you better be setting up triangle chokes, or or your waist. If you're working triangle chokes today or this week or this month, and you're you're desperately trying to get takedowns and pass guard all day long, you really didn't work on that at all. I think having a focused a focused training for a while really helps out in developing those BJJ bricks that are really strong techniques that are building your foundation. So just have something to work on. Don't be afraid to ask training partners if if you want to 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 pair up with somebody and work with them. A lot of times they'll ask somebody, "Are you working on anything in particular?" And nine times out of ten they say no, but they say, "Yeah, I'm working on my far side armbar from side control. I'm starting in side control. I'm starting in side control with an arm." out of position you know like if you're working on something and it's time to roll i'm happy to start in that in that position or near the submission to let you work on it i love it when people are working on stuff it's a great way to train and uh and you know and gary and i both do this we, we go through phases of working on different things and it makes jujitsu more interesting because as you work on something you kind of get that first hump is like i understand it and you go for a little while and you're like i'm really i'm really pretty good at it you go for a little while and you're like i can hit anybody with this now that's in the class and then you put it away and you do work on something else for a little while and you bring it back if you want. If you want to bring it back, or get even better. But having an actual goal to work on is uh, has been something that has really helped me out a ton in jujitsu. And making that a habit, show up to class. Don't try to figure it out right then. Figure it out for the whole month. Watch some videos, or talk to some people, or partner up with somebody. Have something to work on. Yeah, that's a definitely definitely a great one there, Byron. And and I know early in my career, uh, you kind of gave me that advice, and uh, I think that. You know, made my game jump leap and bounds. So I owe a lot to you there. Yeah, um, you owe me uh, once a week to podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you, you make me show up for this. I, I really don't want to, yeah. as you can tell um, by my lack of preparedness. Um, another good one um, is tap. And what I mean by that is you are not going to learn as much if you're not on the mat. And the reason I say as much, uh, we talked about it earlier, that if you're hurt, you can still come to class and, and watch and learn. Um, but you're going to be going through withdrawals, and, you know, not being able to participate. Um, but, you know, you need to take care of yourself. Um, you know, leave that ego at home. Um, don't be afraid to tap if you're in a position you can't get out. And I'm not saying, you know, just tap every time somebody grabs something, you know, cause you still have to work your way out. Um, you know, there's a better chance of working out of a, a choke than there is a, you know, a fully caught heel hook, like a fully caught heel hook. I, I have to be smart and realize that, you know, I can't clear the legs. I can't, you know, clear the knee lines. So, uh, I better tap. Uh, and I'm probably gonna have a good training partner who is, who is watching out for me too. Um, but don't just, you know, you, you need to tap, you need to tap, you know, to prevent injury. Um, you know, if, if not, not even just on the tap part, but if you are injured, you know, let's say you're out playing softball and you stepped in a hole while, you know, chasing after a fly ball and, uh, you know, hurt your knee when you're hurt, you're hurt. You know, there's a difference between injury and a hurt, you know, can you, can you get on the mat without further damaging yourself? If, if you can, you know, and you can work around it, go ahead and do it. But if you can't work around it, don't keep keep getting on the mat, re-injuring yourself. It's going to keep you off the mat for a longer time. Uh, our goal is to, you know, get as much mat time as possible. That's going to lead to us getting better more quickly. So, um, you know, we have to pay attention to our body. We have to tap to prevent injury. When we are injured, we have to take some time off and, and make sure it's going to heal properly so we can start that cycle all over again. Yeah, that's an important one uh, as far as just safety goes. I was actually really not that long ago, had a training partner in an arm bar, fully locked out, totally controlled, and he's just not tapping. I'm looking at him like, what? 
and I didn't didn't hip into it. He's stuck, and I kind of relaxed a little bit, and he's still fighting, and I kind of go back again, and I'm not. I know his arm's straight, his arm's not hyperextended, and he's just not. He's he's not wanting. He's wanting me to go the extra distance to actually hyperextend his arm a little bit. And so I wrist locked him. <laughs> they complained about the wrist lock, but uh, I think the wrist is is less likely to be injured in a week, as far as that goes. But uh, and I think I caught him by surprise with the armbar. He was I don't know. It was it's frustrating to be a, a training partner to get a submission, pretty much have it, and then somebody actually wants you to push them to the point where they they could be taking actual damage. And uh, yeah, Gary, tapping is a great thing to do. Keeps you yep. safe. Yeah, definitely. You want to stay safe. Another habit I have here is get in the habit of helping somebody. Uh, and you could, be, you could be a white belt, you could be a black belt, whatever, helping somebody. A lot of, you might be thinking, yeah, I've been going for two weeks. I'm not going to be able to help anybody. You see that new person walk in the door, they're asking about where the restroom is, whatever. Help them out. You know, Introduce yourself. Be friendly. That's a great way to help somebody out. Just become, to them, they don't know that you're new. They don't know that, that you know, that you feel like you're still outside the team a little bit. You haven't really become uh, part of the family quite yet. But just by helping people, that's like a pretty basic way to help somebody, though. But um, help somebody out. If you have some knowledge that would help your teammate, share that. Be generous with your knowledge. Somebody obviously shared it with you in the past. And uh, it's it's great that you could help that uh, the next person help them along as well. So just get in the habit of when you see something that could help somebody um, to do that. If you, if you can, you have the time. And uh, and that goes for on and off the mat, you know, helping people get in the habit, be, be the be a type of person that helps people, and uh, and you'll rarely go without getting some help from others as well. Yeah, you know, that was one of the things I was thinking of. Um, you know, I was thinking more. I was calling it, uh, um, you know, basically, you know, share the art. Um, nice. You know, like yeah, and you know, because that's really what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow jujitsu, and and I know you're one of the biggest people that i know that is always you know trying to get people to new people to train you're yeah, always Gary. asking i'm i'm 511 175 pounds gary i'm pretty big yeah no but you're really always uh you know you're a good ambassador for the sport you're always uh you're always very nice to the new people you you always take them under your wing you're always trying to show them the art without destroying somebody um you know you're always you know, you, you're the friendly face. You're always smiling and, and going over to introduce yourself to the new person. And, uh, and you know, that that goes a long way. Um, you know, the, you can think of the people when you first started that, you know, were nice to you, that took you under their wing. And, and like, those people who did that to me, like, I'll do anything possible for that person, you know, to, to pay them back. And, uh, um, you know, it's just – I don't know. It's just, you know – it's just being a good person. And, and I remember back, uh, I think you were being interviewed and, uh, somebody asked, you know, if you're a, go to your first jujitsu class, what, you know, what should you try to get out of that class? And I, I just remember your answer was make a friend. And, uh, you know, that's you, that's the type of person you are. You, you'll try to make a friend and, and, you know, by doing that, it's going to keep you in jujitsu. And, and it's funny because when I heard that question asked, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you know, try to take one technique out and, you know, remember that technique. I, I'm thinking along that way. And you just broke it down to the most simple of, you know, human, you know, nature. Make a friend. And uh, that's going to keep you going. You're going to learn all those techniques if you keep going. But you're not going to keep going if, if you don't make a friend or, or you know, as that article we, we were talking about, you know, last week, uh, you know, the, the groomer needs the – the grappler needs to socialize and uh, making a friend, you're going to socialize. Yep. Gary, you're too kind to me getting, give me all this credit. I feel bad for all the, the mean stuff I've done and, and undoubtedly am going to do to you in the future. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking yeah. of, uh, crazy stuff you're going to do to me in the future. I bet you got a mat tail waiting for me. Well, uh, I have, I actually have one more thing on my list here that I think is okay. a, is a, is a kind of a neat one. Um, it's mentally warm up and make it a good routine. One. And and I'm I try to do this, but I'm not real good at remembering to try this. But this could be if you look at I think we've all watched the Olympic swimmers and they kind of they kind of jump or whatever and they kind of flap their arms like wings and they get on the stands and they jump and swim. That's actually like a a thing to get their mind in the game with their bodies. Kind of bring those together. So if you could make a little routine that could be. It could even be seconds. It could be, 
just for me, I'm trying to just do like three jumps, three, like not high jumps, just like, you know, just kind of jump and, and lose my shoulders up and, you know, a few inches off the ground, just three little jumps and tell myself I'm ready to go. And this has been, when I've done it, it's helped, I think. And if you could just imagine uh, two competitors on the mat, they're both tired. You know, this is the finals. It's, you know, they're in the eighth minute or whatever. What happens? Uh, you get you get off the mat a little bit, and the, and the ref says, hey, guys, get up, you know, break, come back to the middle, we'll reposition. And they both crawl to the middle. <laughs> and they're both exhausted. Could you imagine if one of those competitors got up, jumped a couple times, you know, kind of rolled their shoulders, and I was quit. like, let's go. <laughs> and that's that's actually an advantage. Like, it's yeah. it's not just... Uh, it's not a technique. That person's like, oh man, he's bringing it. She's get, she's ready to go. I'm I'm over here crawling to the middle of the mat, and they're jumping. And there's nothing. There's nobody resisting your jump. There's nobody on your shoulders. It's just a little jump. But it does help you get in your own game. Tell yourself I got more energy, and your opponent sees that. They're like, man, this person's jumping up and down. I could barely crawl to the middle of the mat. It's a huge advantage. So if you can get into the habit of doing that, even in training, kind of just like a little, little trigger, a little warm-up, if it's just kind of twisting your hips maybe or your shoulders at the same time, I like to try to jump a couple of jumps. Just to, just say, here, I'm, I'm ready. I'm not that tired. I'm ready to go. And uh, from a com- competitive spe- uh, perspective, I think it could really give the competitor uh, or the opponent uh, a little bit of a, a check, like, am I ready to go here? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, this person up, up, up across the mat is ready. I'm not that ready. <laughs> so I like to try. I'm trying to do that, but I don't always do it. If I can make it more of a habit, I think it would be uh, a good way to, to roll uh, even better. Maybe at the first couple of rolls when I'm not quite warmed up. Definitely at the last couple of rolls when I'm telling myself I'm exhausted. Bring myself back into the game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, you know, that. I was just thinking the scenario you brought out that would definitely uh, uh break me if uh, i'm crawling back to the mat and i just see somebody jump up jumping around and uh and here i am dead tired uh i think i would be you know mentally out of it at that point yeah gary any other habits for us you know i could only say the other habit you know listen to your favorite podcast each and every <laughs> week yeah i like it yeah. one, one habit that i thought gary mentioned you know is taking notes it's really important to take notes and, uh, you know, you can keep a pain journal, perhaps, Gary. I'm really shocked you didn't bring that one up. You know, I did, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Not a very funny joke, but I'm counting it as a joke. <laughs> you know, I did. I thought we had a discussion about it. Even... I was sitting there thinking, man, did I forget something? <laughs> so he said something about me sending him a text about a, a notebook. And so I actually just texted him about the notebook. And then we've kind of also texted back and forth a couple of times during the podcast it's not really been helpful but i've enjoyed it yeah he just uh he just tries to take me out of my game a little bit i try know? man yeah tries the keyword gotta, gotta if i can't keep on your toes gotta keep on your back at least yeah hey that's a good one yeah i kind of like that one myself yeah well i'd like to thank the guests uh gary <laughs> and byron for being on this week uh you know they're you know one of them is really good the other guy's uh you know, not too much. Um, I don't want to mention names, but uh, the guy who's really good name starts with a G, uh, just so you know that. Yep, he's a little bit older and uh, a little bit wiser, that's what they say. Well, I think a lot wiser. Significantly wiser. <laughs> Speaking of significantly wiser, one of the things you know that's great about having an article every week is we get somebody else's input and we share that on the podcast. Even, you know, that's great about interviews, articles that uh, that we don't write sometimes although I've written a few, but uh, this one is BJJ After 40, and it's Why You'll Quit Jiu-Jitsu, How to Handle These Pitfalls. And we've got some, you know, of course, people can quit for any number of reasons, but uh, this article lists several of the very common reasons why people quit and really how to uh, just some help in uh, actually trying to get you to not quit or or get past this, this the pitfall that you're facing. Yeah, I, I like how they list, uh, you know, the stay and quit. And, you know, for the quit side, I, I see it all the time. It's too hard. You know, I suck at BJJ. Uh, I'm too old, too slow. It's expensive. Injuries. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've seen and heard every one of those. Absolutely. These are these are very common. Uh, the first one that really is broken down, and I'm not going to be able to, you know, cover 
this entire thing, but injuries are a are a common one, especially injuries at the beginning of jiu-jitsu. Like, are you realizing that you're getting into a contact sport? Uh, if, if you thought this was going to be knitting, as as uh, Jake Fox says here in, in Wichita, this isn't knitting. This is a contact sport. Uh, you're going to hey, get bumps on, and bruises. Knitting, though. I've actually put the needle through my wrist, uh, you know, so it is uh, knitting can get uh, pretty dangerous. Yeah, that and that was that's one of the worst injuries that that Gary and his knitting club have uh, anyone sustained out of the whole group. Gary runs a knitting club with his work buddies. Yeah, we have some time. <laughs> we, we knit. Uh, the, the nice thing is Byron's making fun of it, but, you know, we knit, you know, sweaters for the uh, the impoverished people and uh, give them away for free. So uh, we do good stuff with it, even though Byron makes fun of it. He knitted. Actually, they knitted me a really nice for Christmas, a, uh, a knitted uh, no-gi thong. And I uh, just haven't had the, the courage or the, uh, I don't want to say balls, <laughs> to wear that on the mat. But uh, really nice, Gary. Yeah, yeah. I know you use it as a headband most of the time. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But, you know, back to the article, though, injuries. And, you know, it it is funny you were talking about injuries uh, when you start jiu-jitsu. It's funny. I didn't have injuries for, for probably five years after I started. You know, I started jiu-jitsu and really didn't have any injuries except for the time uh, you popped my rib. But, you know, besides that, I, I was pretty, pretty healthy. Um, you know, but like, like, uh, Jake Fox says, it's a contact sport. Um, you know, we know what we're getting into. I mean, it doesn't matter which sport you play. I can play basketball that people don't think is a contact sport and I'm going to get hit with elbows. I'm going to, you know, twist my ankle. Uh, I'm going to play softball. I'm going to throw my arm out. I'll, I'll tear my rotator cuff. I'll, I'll tweak an oblique, um, you know, just being active, you're going to get injuries. Um, so it's just something you, you've got to be smart. Um, and like we talked about a little bit earlier, when you are injured and you know that you can't be on the mat, don't get on the mat. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of times you can get on the mat and keep training. You just have to have a good training partner and, uh, you know, protect your protect your weak area. Yeah, I like the tweak, tweak and oblique. That's pretty good, Gary. Tweak and oblique. Gum up your um, guts or something. Yeah, there's speaking of, of tweaking, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of times you're going to have to tweak your budget. Uh, oh. You know, jiu-jitsu can, you know, be expensive. Um, but, uh, you know, I like... Uh, you know, uh, he gives tips for saving money, um, you know, equipment. You know, he talks about look for uh, deals on geese to save money. Um, several sites uh, offer discounted geese and, and you know, geese can be expensive. But, um, you know, if you look around, uh, you know, you can maybe find a cheap one. There's a lot of times you'll see people in your own city, you know, selling one. I see them on Craigslist every now and then or, or somebody in your gym just might have one they're selling. Um, you know, so that's a good way to save a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, I, you know, geese aren't. To I don't think of a geese as being a major expense. If you're, if the money's tight, you need a geese if you're going to train Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You could go no geese and, and and not have to have a geese. But still, no geese though. You, you know, a lot of the people buy the, you know, seventy-five dollar uh, rash guards and shorts. Um, you know, you can go buy yourself a, a dry fit shirt at a Target or Kmart for a couple bucks. Um, you won't look as good on the mat, but uh, you know, you're not going to rip anybody's fingers apart. That's, yeah, but you'll look plenty good when you're, you know, doing those sweet uh, flying arm bars, though. But even if, it, let's say you bought a $100 pair of shorts and a $100 rash guard, which I think are both overpriced, but that's, those are one-time costs, and, and grappling shorts last forever. Uh, you could wear yeah. out a rash guard eventually, but uh, grappling shorts, I've had, all of the ones I've had have, have just been super durable. And it's not, I think the expense comes from actual paying for tuition of classes and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and the expense of time is, it could be a big one, but you know, um, not being able to afford class, I think is a more, I mean, you'll spend more in yeah, class that, in a, in, yeah. in a few months than you would on any sort of a, equipment. If you need a gi, do you need two gis? Two gis is not, are nice. You know, if you just if you train two days in a row, really giving a little bit of rotation in there. If you train one day and skip a day and train again, you can get away with one gi. That's all you really, I mean, anything else is just bonus. So but I, then you got it. Then you spend a little bit more money on uh, laundry detergent. That's true, but you got to wash those yeah. geese anyway. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when he's talking about tu- tuition challenges, uh, you know, there may be an opportunity to uh, you know work with the instructor. You know, maybe uh, you know clean the mats. Um, you know, let's say your instructor, you know, is is needs help. You know 
putting, you know, putting a school together. You know, maybe you're an electrician, plumber, or, or just a handyman. Uh, you never know unless you don't ask, unless you ask, I'm sorry. Um, so, you know, you can definitely look at that, um, you know, see if there's opportunity there. But, you know, other ways, you know, save money, just, uh, you know, I mean, look how much we can spend. You talked about it earlier, going out to eat. Um, you know, you let's say you don't go out to eat one day a week, uh you know, for four weeks, there's 80 bucks. Uh, there's a good chance that uh, could cover your tuition. There you go. It's, it's, it's priorities, really. And, yeah. Uh, and I do like the idea of if you really just can't afford it, um, you know, talking with your instructor, hopefully you've built a relationship. If, if it's your first month, your first two months, and you're trying to say, hey, man, I can't afford this. Is there anything I could do? You're probably going to say no. If you're really part of the team, you're a positive person, and, and they really like having you in the class, a lot of times they'll be able to find something for you to, to, to help out. Um, yeah. You know, maybe teach a beginner's class or or clean up the mats, like Gary says, or, you know, maintain the bathrooms, something to help you pay for your classes. And, uh, you know, you don't want you're not trying to get anything for free. You're trying to just find a different way other than money. And uh, I, th- I think, you know, having a stable career or job is a uh, is a good way to make your career more stable as well. Yeah, definitely. That's uh, it's going to pay the bills. This next one's a doozy. <laughs> Go down the list. Conflict with a student or instructor. And uh, never really had a whole lot of this in my own uh, background. And, and Gary's a pretty easy guy to get along with as well. The only conflicts I've ever had is when I see people mistreating each other, and I have a problem with that. <laughs> so I guess I've had a few, but, you know, neither with the instructor. I've, you know, I've been fortunate to be around people who are who are doing their best. If it's the best or not, they're, they're trying to do their best for people. And that's, I always respect that a ton. You know, you might think about switching schools or, you know, talking to your instructor about, Hey, this person is just uh, giving socially or something with another student is inappropriate. Don't just give up on that right away. A lot of times, a little bit of help from the instructor. A lot of times they've done this before, you know, not to say the bad part of it, but maybe the instructors dealt with two students that couldn't really get along that well, and uh, they've been able to find a resolution. And most conflicts or most uh, problems like this, uh, at the root of them, is typically will turn out to be a lack of quality communication. Yeah, and I, I like the very last sentence, you know, always take the high road. Uh, never bring the personal conflict on the mat. Yeah, I think... Um, the problem with being on the mat is if I have a problem with Gary, let's just say this. I have a problem with Gary and, which I don't. What you call and me? I, and I can kick his butt on the mat, which I can't. <laughs> but, but, but if both of these happen, every time I roll with Gary, I'm going to smash that guy. I got a problem with him. And that's not what we're doing here. That's not jujitsu. What I need to say is, Gary, man, I, you know, I don't like the way that, that this is being handled. I, I don't know what problem I can I can't even conceive a problem I would have with Gary. You should but, challenge me to a duel. <laughs> behind the gym. That way no blood will get on the mats. But uh, actually talking to somebody or saying, or maybe, you know, I don't, maybe I don't like the way Gary's treating another person. I think, Gary, you rolled too hard with, 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 uh, with Johnny over here. And uh, I said, Gary, you know, it really bothers me that you roll really hard with John and he's really not that experienced. And I just don't know. Um, you know, I don't think that's really appropriate. And Gary comes back and says, you know, John asked me to roll really hard with him. He thinks that he would be, he enjoys getting pushed and he doesn't mind, you know, that I'm kind of cross facing him a lot. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe Gary says, I didn't realize I was rolling that hard with John. I didn't realize he was frustrated. And then, you know, as a third party, which is me in this case, talking with Gary for John, and he's like, well, I'm not that type of person. I don't want to become the guy who's who's being a jerk to the new guy. Uh, you know, I'll definitely back off a little bit. Yeah. And so I think that most conflicts, especially with people on the mat, because we all tend to get along pretty well, uh, are going to do better if we talk about it and we don't actually just fight about it, which is actually kind of, I guess, could be a problem because we are grappling. If I got a problem with somebody who's not as good as me, I can smash them. But that doesn't fix it at all. No. I need to talk about it, and that fixes it. Otherwise, it just brings confusion. As to you know, Gary's wondering why is this guy just smashing me all the time? You know, he, he's always a hard roll. You know, that's kind of cool, I guess. But really, I have a problem with him. That's not fixing anything. No, yeah, definitely. And like you said, it's a, a lot of times just a lack of communication. You know, like you said, you you see me rolling hard or somebody rolling hard with John, and you just you know, without even asking any questions, you automatically just think that, you know, that person's a bully when in all reality, John likes it hard. <laughs> well said, Gary. Um, going down the list here, the training is too mentally challenging. And uh, 
yes, jujitsu is tough physically and mentally. I think the the hardest mental challenge of jujitsu is is the first one, and it's learning that you're not good at jujitsu. There you go. And, yep. and uh, there's many other mental challenges that they would be presented with, but that's I think the first and hardest hurdle to get past is realizing, hey, you know, I might be 220 pounds of muscle, but I'm not good at jujitsu yet. I'm going to have to learn how to do this, and it's a skill-based sport. And, uh, you know, mentally being able to kind of put that in where it needs to be, is it could be a pretty big, uh, pretty big thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it can definitely be challenging even when you get a belt. I remember when I got my blue belt and I was like, oh, man, now everybody's going to be gunning for me. And uh, you, then you perceive that, uh, you know, I'm not blue. I'm not blue belt material. You know, I have that in my head, and and you know, it's just the mental challenges. To uh, you know, I don't want to make my instructor look bad, and and really nobody cares. It's just you know, in your head, it's you know, just very. It's a mental sport too. Um, next one: lack of perceived progress, and this happens all the time, and and I hear it constantly. And you think about the majority of the time we're training with the same people day in and day out and they're learning the same moves, you know, day in and day out that I am learning and you're going against training partners and, and they know what you're coming to the, coming to the table with, you know what they're coming to the table with and you just don't see yourself progressing or, or you're looking at some other people. And, and I did that when I first started Byron, I, I I've actually been on the match uh, a couple of weeks longer than you. But you progressed a lot faster when we first started. And I just remember thinking, man, you know, how's Byron getting better and I'm not? And, uh, boy, there's something wrong with me. And, you know, I was down. And, you know, it's that lack of progress. And, But, I, you know, we can't uh, compare ourselves to others. You know, you, you, learn, you learned a little bit quicker than me. You, you kind of figured it out a little bit quicker. But in all reality, now that I look back at it, you figured out one move. Um, where I had no moves, you had a, <laughs> you, you had that arm bar from the guard. And, uh, so, I mean, you know, both of us really didn't know what we were doing, but you know, you had one more move than I did and you were, it was kind of like a brick for you at that time. You were very good at it. And, uh, you know, I didn't think I was progressing, but you know, that's what your instructor's for. And, and that's what teammates are for. I mean, we're not this there just to, uh, you know, train and make everybody better. We're there for the mental and socialization point too. And, and if you see one of your training partners down and you talk to them and, and you find out that they don't think they're, you know, progressing, you know, don't forget to, uh, you know, give them kind, you know, words all the time. Like, you know, keep them motivated. Hey man, you're, you're really doing good at this, you know, point out something they did really good, uh, during that day to, uh, to make them feel better. Yeah. Make it be an actual, thing yeah you know, no, just make something it, up yeah that was a great, make it be real that was a great triangle you had uh actually i never <laughs> did a triangle <laughs> make it be make it be genuine yeah but uh you know, i guess hearing somebody say i feel like i'm not getting any better that's like a like a warning sign that they're really frustrated with their jujitsu and uh and maybe yeah like you says give them some some positive feedback it's okay to to compliment somebody on their game even if 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 gary's busting out of my arm bar He's going to tell me that was close a lot of times. Not every time, because every time is not close. Yeah. But sometimes he's like, "Man, that was a nice setup." As he's you know slipping out of it, or if I actually catch him, uh, those little compliments are they could they really help me out a lot, Gary. Man, I really appreciate that, buddy. Oh, awesome! Thank you. <laughs> that kind of wraps up the article. There, we definitely did not cover all of it, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes. So you should go check it out. It's on the website BJJ After Forty Blog, and uh, swing by and check out the entire article. It's, it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, definitely a great uh, blog, so uh, definitely visit it. And I'm approaching 40. Are you? I don't know what that's like, Gary. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm approaching. Okay, what are you, 34? By the time this airs, by the time this airs, will be 38. That ain't approaching. <laughs> I've been approaching 40 my whole life, Gary. <laughs> I wish I was approaching 40. Oh, there you go. <laughs> We're approaching the part of the show where Gary talks about his audio book. Uh, Gary, this week... I'm going to throw an audiobook on you and see how you roll with it. Oh, I, uh, I'll Gary, roll with it, all right. <laughs> the title of your book that you have to make up a topic for is How to Butter Your Roll, Smooth Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, I think this is a kind of a cool idea, Gary. You know, you're bridging two of your favorite things, rolling on the mat and getting a, getting a roll with butter on it during lunch. Yeah, you know, it was just a very cool uh, marketing term. Uh, 
uh, you know, talking. We're really not talking about butter and uh, rolls. We're talking about sparring on the jiu-jitsu mat. But, uh, you know, we crossed over, and I figured that way I'd probably get more people to buy the audiobook since I've actually never sold one. Um, so I figured maybe I'd get some people who are hungry and uh, maybe get a couple of those audiobooks out there. Um, but I threw the butter part in there. Um, you know, Byron, what do you think of when you think of butter besides the taste? Uh, yeah. Mostly the taste, yeah, but like there, uh, like how smooth it is. Yeah, smooth. And what else? You know, what's the like? If you had butter on your shoes and you tried to walk on a on a floor, what might happen? It's uh, probably slippery. Slippery. Yep, smooth and slippery. You know, the double S's. So basically, what we're going to talk about is escapes. Um, you know, like how many times like you got out from underneath and somebody's like, "Hey, man, you were like butter." Um, so that's what it is. I mean, we're going to have this is a. a legitimate audiobook and you know we're going to talk about escapes and you know how to get out of different positions and uh, and when we're done you know everybody's going to say man that was smooth like butter so uh you know that's that's our our game plan and you know most of the audiobooks and uh, dvds and everything focus on offense and uh you know we're going to focus on uh, on defense and, and getting out of getting out of bad spots uh, with butter Gary, uh, is it like real butter or margarine or like a substitute Fire made with olive oil or what are we Fire doing with Gary? We only use the real stuff. And, you know, I mean, we're going to show you how to get out of moves, you know, way to twist your elbows and your knees and hips uh, to get out. But we're also going to show you some, you know, underhand ways to get out um, by putting rear real butter on your arms. Uh, you know, uh-huh. we'll tell you not to wear a long sleeve rash guard, wear a short sleeve. But everything underneath this, you know, from the sleeve on down, we're going to butter up. Uh, you know, though, butter up the sleeve on down. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to butter up the ankles. We're going to butter up the knees. Um, we're going to butter the back of the neck. We're going to put butter in the hair. And, you know, a, a lot of times that works. And sometimes, you know, what happens before you go to a tournament? Sometimes you forget to bring butter. But what's the good thing <laughs> about most tournaments? They're held near movie theaters. So a lot of times I'll just go over and... Uh, Instead of getting a bucket of popcorn, I'll just ask him to fill a bucket up with butter. And, uh, you know, that way I have hot butter. And so, you know, I just tell you a bunch of different ways to uh, get butter. You know, some people even churn their own butter. What's the good thing about churning your own butter, Brian? <laughs> I, I have no idea where this is going, Gary. Build your hand strength. What's important <laughs> in jiu-jitsu and grappling? Hand strength, uh, finger strength, wrist strength. So, uh, um, you know, we can learn to, to churn our own butter and you know, make ourselves uh, stronger at the same time. Wow. Gary, I'm really impressed with this audiobook here. Thank you. Um, the, all I had to add to it, it's nothing compared to what you were doing, was... Oh, nothing compares uh, to what I was doing, Byron. <laughs> the bonus section of the audiobook here, Gary actually has some video footage of his opponent becoming disqualified because he started eating all the butter off Gary's arm and ankles and everything, and the ref thought it was not appropriate. Yeah, the only thing and, uh, that can go wrong is that. A lot of times, especially in the first match, um, especially if you just weigh in right before your match, a lot of times the guy is very hungry. He's, uh, you know, dehydrated, hungry, and, you know, famished. And what happens is a lot of times when you get on top of that person, they're going to smell that butter, and they're going to start licking you. And that has happened numerous times, and, uh, and at that point it does get a little weird. But you, but I think, you know, looking back, you do this on purpose, man. I think you like it. Yeah. And what's the other part, though, Byron? What can you not forget after the match? We say it at I, the end of the show. Don't forget take the a shower. shower. Take a shower. Yeah, I've seen this happen. Before. I forgot. The one guy, one guy that I told this, you know, to he 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 went to the movie theater and put butter all over his body, and uh, you know he won the tournament. You know nobody could get a hold of him. <laughs> he won the tournament easily, and uh, afterwards he went out to the local park to celebrate. You know they were going to have a picnic, so uh, he sat down. They started barbecuing some uh, hamburgers. He sat down on the grass. Guess what he sat on? He sat on an ant, you know, farm, an ant mine. And uh, <laughs> they all, you know, started eating hill, butter perhaps? off of Ant Hill. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he ended up with some nasty rashes. Yeah. And as grapplers, we are no stranger to nasty rashes. Great. This is going to be a fun audiobook. I can tell. We're really looking forward to that coming out.
Yep. Uh, speaking of what else you're looking forward to is Patreon. Uh, you know, our Patreon supporters, they're the people who keep this show going. We could not have this show without you. Um, you know, the, the money you uh, send to us each and every week, uh, you know, is, is very beneficial and uh, we really appreciate it. Um, check out our link uh, to Patreon. If you do have the means, you know, uh, you can go in and uh, support us, uh, you know, per show or per month. And, uh, you know, every little bit helps. Yeah, next week, guys, we have a, I don't know if this is a first, but it sure might be, an uh, interview with two people. Can you believe that, Gary? Man, two same people. time. We Yeah, that could be, uh, that is the first. Yeah, and it, 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 it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I interviewed two women. Uh, they're a couple, Hannah and Vinla, and they are currently living in Sweden, and they are phenomenal grapplers. Uh, Vinla is a world champion. At, uh, the first time she stepped on the mat as a black belt at Worlds, she won it. Huh. She's training at uh, small gyms. You know, she's not in a room full of black belts. They're oftentimes the best people on the mats that are, are Hannah and Vinla. And it's just amazing to hear what they're doing. And you look at most world champions and most, you know, high-level competitors, they're in rooms full of great other grapplers. You know, you got you got these mega teams assembling these world champions, but Hannah and Vinla are doing stuff a little differently. They're definitely getting amazing results. They both have full-time jobs and they're both uh, really tearing it up on the mat. You'll see Vinla in ADCC this year as well. So really excited to bring you uh, this interview next week. Yeah, definitely uh, check it out. And, uh, you know, like Byron said, most of the time, uh, you know, the high level people are, are in rooms filled with a bunch of you know high level people a bunch of killers and that's why byron and i are so bad uh, just because we train with each other um speaking of if you want to get bad at jiu-jitsu and you happen to be in the midwest uh coming through wichita kansas shoot us a line and uh, we'd love to train with you yeah absolutely it's a, it's been a lot of fun this tr- this summer training with our listeners uh the ones that have stopped by anyway and uh good times as always one way to shoot us a line is on our social media channels uh facebook uh, page is an easy way to get a hold of us. Email us at bjjbrick at gmail.com and check out our YouTube channel. It's probably our second most popular uh, method of getting information out. By far, you know, this, we are a podcast and uh, in, a, in a far second, we are a YouTube channel and, and then we have uh, our good buddy Joe writing articles sometimes for us and that has really helped keep the article stuff alive. But uh, yeah, so you see us on, on, our, on our website, on YouTube, and uh, definitely the podcast is the main thing, but uh, a lot of fun to be had on YouTube. Well, Gary, that wraps up this show. I hope you consider uh, changing a habit or two to get better jujitsu as you listen to this. Uh, these tips and these habits really don't do anything for you unless you actually try them and implement them into your daily living. I want you to stay sweaty, my friends. And don't forget to shower to wash off the butter. Thank you for listening. I hope you find the time today to roll. After all, the best way to get better at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu.